0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today, Imaniana. I'm Alex. This is Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on a uh, on a beautiful morning yes, here in tremendous. Charlottesville, Virginia. It's it's beautiful right now. It'll be hot later. <laughs> It'll be that last. It's, it's like you wake up and you, you got to
1: put something warm in the morning when you mm-hmm. get up, and then in the middle of the day, it's just you know, it's like in the office, right? It's yep. cool in the morning, and you open up the windows in the afternoon because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful.
0: You know? Well, it reminds me back of my old uh, PVCC... Community college days where like I had the eight AM calculus class. Oh yes. So we would go in at eight, I'd be freezing, and you needed like it was like in January, you know, you'd have the winter coat, yeah. the thing, But then the problem was like in even in February, and March, you would have these days where it got warm. Yeah, because if the or sun is like, a beautiful like, sunny day. Yeah, exactly. Day. It's a beautiful yeah. sunny day would get hot. So I would just be lugging around the whole <laughs> campus with the half day with this the sweater off. The, but, first all you can do is carry them around. Uh, they don't yeah, fit in the backpack. That, that's right. So the yeah. word, like, November, like, October, November, and then March, April was like, oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm freezing in the morning and hot I know, in the afternoon. I, know. And I that's, love that's, this It's stuff crazy. Around. I mean,
1: think about it. I mean, I mean, this morning was like 43, 44, and it's going to be, be in the 80s, 82? you said. I mean, that's 40-degree difference. That's, that's, it's, a, it's a that's like difference. desert. Like that's in the desert. Yeah, well, you know? I just probably
0: because it's maybe because it's becoming drier. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Here in, uh, here in Charlottesville. So. But still, always a good morning to grab the cafe con leche. Today, you can, go iced, uh, you can go warm in the morning, iced in the afternoon. There you are. You, can do you, have, two you have two cafe con leches today. You have two cafe con leches, which is always a good thing. You know, there's never a reason not to have two cafe con leches. <laughs> and so, um, it's going to be fantastic. Of course, big thank you to Emergent Financial Services. Our presenter this morning, of course, a big thank you to our, our great partners, Matias Young Realty, Credit Serious Insurance, Castle Hill Cider, Forward Adelante. Um, we've got a lot in store for you. We're going to be joined shortly uh, by Megan Blevin. She is the owner of Center Yourself Holistics LLC.
1: I'm looking forward to this.
0: Um, it's very much so. Later in the show, we'll talk a little finance. And David and I will give you some, some thoughts on, I mean, everything we'll, we'll try to do everything from yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of credit card you debt know, yeah, to yeah, investment grade debt. Companies. I I could, I could talk a long David time. David would talk a long time. We'd have a three-hour show. Yeah, I you know, no one would be watching not, I'm by not hour sure, two. I'm not but, sure Judah
1: would like that. But yeah, anyway,
0: <laughs> Judah would be asleep, <laughs> and then no one would be watching anymore. He'd leave.
1: He'd leave. Go get right, Go get lunch. Come, come back. back and it's back, like, oh, they're still I'll here. They're still here.
0: <laughs> they're still talking. <laughs> so we won't, we won't. do that to everyone. No. We won't do that to everyone. I've got a couple people tuning in already. Uh, Doctor Elizabeth Irby watching the show this morning. Thank you. She's the best. Uh, we have also uh, Monica Miller from Montana wow, joining okay. us this morning. Thank you, Monica. It's always a pleasure to uh, to have you here. So it's always fun to to have you joining us in the morning. So we're looking forward to uh, be sure to send any questions, comments you have. It's always going to be. Uh, it's always a great day. It is. It's when always a great day we're doing some today and yeah. e mañana. So I don't know about you. I'm excited to to jump right in. No, me
1: too. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, so let's, let's do it. So we're excited to welcome to the show this morning Megan Blevin. She is the owner of Center Yourself Holistic LLC. Megan, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. How are y'all?
0: Doing well, doing fantastic. well. How about yourself?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
0: Awesome, awesome. Johnny Ronelis, thank you for liking and sharing this morning. Great uh, Amigo del programa. Amigo del, del programa. He's the Spanish uh, word. Amigo del programa. He's the owner of El Mariachi and Zion Strauss. He's going to open a new restaurant in Charlottesville soon. Wow, nice, we'll look nice. Looking forward to that. Um, so, Megan, tell us a little, for those who haven't met you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you first became interested in kind of the massage therapy, aromatherapy, that, that kind of field where you're in.
2: Uh, so I have been licensed licensed massage therapist here in the state of Virginia for two years. And I've been, I've had Center Yourself Holistics open for a year and a half in my current location, uh, which is at Zion's Crossroads. Okay. Um, I got interested in massage therapy about the time I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, I ended up being a single mom uh, about the time she was three months old. And I was like, I need a career. So my mom recommended massage school, and it kind of went from there. Wow. Uh, and then the aromatherapy stuff, um, my ex-mother-in-law actually introduced me to essential oils. And that's how that all kind of started uh, okay.
1: as well. Interesting. Okay. So, kind of, so, do you use, so do you use that? Uh, along with the massage, and others, when you are giving people massages, is there like an aroma going around the room also?
2: I do. I put, most of the time I do peppermint because it has so many benefits. Okay. Um, and it also helps keep germs down, so it's a great thing to use, like in ah. the winter time. Um, it smells great too, of course. Yeah, I love <laughs> peppermint. Yeah, I know. But so I put that in the diffuser, and okay. that's going. But then you can also add on an essential oil add on to your massage. So I'll put that in the oil that I'm using. So whether that be coconut oil, grapeseed, whatever. And so all of them have different uses and benefits. So whatever you're looking for is kind of what I add in and we go from there. That's that's really interesting.
0: So there are, so when you kind of are working with someone and and on the aromatherapy side, so is it different aromas? It's not not the aroma that they want to like, it's not, it's not a Dave. you're saying, I love the smell of peppermint. Is there an actual, like, if that's you're looking that. for this kind of health benefit or you're dealing with this problem, a certain essential oil can assist
2: with that? Absolutely. Oh, wow. So lavender is going to be great for relaxation, right. helps mm-hmm. assisting with sleep and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, anything that's like orange, lime, citrusy is going to give you an energy boost, and whether that be physically or in mm-hmm. your mind clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, peppermint, like I said, is great for immunity. You, uh, and it also opens up your airways. So it's great see, for see. when you're doing massage and you start getting all, like, cloggy and things start moving mm-hmm. around. I hope it opens that up. Oh. Uh, eucalyptus is the same way. Right. Um, tea tree is really good for your skin. So everything's oh. got a really good use. There are some essential oils that have contraindications, which means you don't want to use them topically or ingest them. Mm. So you kind of have to be careful with people's, yeah. like, health history and stuff
1: mm-hmm. like that. I got you. So, so is, is, cause, I mean, one thing about tea tree, because I've, I've smelled the oil, it doesn't really have a very good aroma, is that, do you kind of mix it with something else? Do you put that on the person's body when you're massaging? How does that work?
2: You can always mix essential oils, for the okay. most part. Again, you have to be careful with what you mix, but you can always mix tea tree with like lavender or eucalyptus to gotcha. get a little bit of a better smell. Mm-hmm. So, okay.
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not, I, I had no idea. Now, what when, when,
1: when, when people come for a massage, is it that they'll come in and say... Gee, my, my back is tight or my shoulders are tight or or is or do you kind of like look at the person and say, Let me see where you're tight?
2: It's kind of a it's kind of a mix of things. So I have clients who come in who are like, I just want to relax. Okay. So that's a full body, neck, shoulders, mm-hmm. legs, that kind of thing. Um then you get some people who come in, they're like, I slept on my neck funny, can you fix it? <laughs> so you do that like spot treatment. So mm-hmm. I'm some people it depends on how long their session is too um i would do back work shoulders neck and okay. so that every everything kind of like stretches out and you have that room to work with mm-hmm. so it all just depends on the person
0: Absolutely. Uh, one of your big fans is uh, watching, Elizabeth Derpy, watching the show this morning. Thank you. She says, "Maiden has saved my back pain. Love her. Thanks, Maiden. So you're, you have a big fan.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: Watching this, watching this morning. Um, so how did you decide, I'm curious, how did you decide to sort of take this experience you had in massage therapy, right, and aroma there and so forth and say, all right, I'm ready to sort of branch out and start my own business?
2: So my daughter has some underlying health issues. And she is my motivation for everything I do. And so I needed flexibility to be able to take care of her. Mm -hmm. And so that was starting my own business was kind of like, hey, that gave me the flexibility for that. So it just kind of all worked out. And that's where I went with it.
0: That's really
1: inspiring. No, It really is. It really is. And and, and how's that working out? I mean, because we always talk about that, you know. Sometimes one has a passion, so you might love to 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 massage and do all the all the things that you do for people to make them feel better. But then you got to run a business. So how, how does that how does that work? Is that
2: for me? It's kind of hard. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm more into it for helping people. Right. Yeah. So it's like. I suck at doing the like administrative stuff. (laughs) So thankfully to my mom, she helps out when she can. Uh, Fantastic. So yeah, my mom has been my biggest support through all of this. So she helps out where she can. Um, I have a friend who helps out where she can with like kind of keeping me organized. And I do have a life slash business coach who is like, Hey, get on your stuff and do the things you need to do to grow and get caught up on paperwork. So I'm totally appreciative for her, by the way. It's Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: because there that's important. Because you, know, you know, sometimes one thing about running a business is that those are the little things you don't like to do sometimes, and you just put them aside. Put them but then what yeah. happens after like six months? It's like it then becomes overwhelming. It's like, oh my lord, I got to spend like three days on this, right? So yeah. if you really say, you know, listen, every Thursday afternoon or Wednesday morning or Saturday, whatever day, I'm going to spend two hours just catching up for the week, it's very helpful. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely, and great that you have a great team around you. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You kind of put that together. I think so many of the entrepreneurs we interview are like, "Yeah, my team is kind of what helps me do it." it's a lot of work. It's it is. Fle- yeah. There's that flexibility, which is fantastic, but you you work hard for that flexibility. Yeah, yeah. you know, which yeah, is exactly which is really important. So what are so I know we, we've talked a little bit about you know. The massage therapy and the, what are what's kind of the range of services you offer like if what are some of the different things people have come in for and be like okay i can kind of assist you in this realm and we do not take it as broad or as as specific as so we go back pain obviously <laughs> so
2: i like to tell people i specialize in relaxation and pain management um i really don't do a lot of deep tissue mm-hmm. um I tend to, if I have a couple of clients who come in and request that, I tell them absolutely not on your first session because yeah. I want to dive in and see what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of clients, if they absolutely need it, I'll do it. Um, but other than massage, I do sound healing, Reiki, aromatherapy, herbalism, and body contouring. Wow. So the list <laughs> is very long. That's
0: well, so a I'm curious, what, um, what are sound therapy and Reiki? I'm curious what what those are.
2: So your body runs on hertz and frequencies and Mm -hmm. stuff so i use a set of tibetan singing bowls that are tuned to each of the seven chakras and these bowls are used for a meditative state so they're like little tiny bowls Mm -hmm. that fit in your hand and they're yeah yeah, they're made of i believe it's um i'm going blank on what i'm looking for now Um, a
0: type of ceramic or something no they're
2: like a metal i'm totally yeah i'm totally blanking my bad titanium (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and so what wouldn't you like you use a them, little they... yeah you
2: just ping them and then you can like get the oh. vibration started and circle around it and they make these like sounds they are the coolest thing ever oh, i love interesting. it so yeah so and then reiki is a um wow this is really bad i'm blinking it's um, okay <laughs> it's a uh, it's energy work and it's a meditative it helps you get into a deeper meditative state and relaxation
0: okay uh, so it's a combination of relaxation do you find those two things intertwined the relaxation with helping people with pain like are yeah. they kind of uh because I, I know sometimes I've experienced when well, I've experienced back pain you get you can get that cycle where like the bad pain makes you a little anxious and the anxiousness gives you some back pain so there are ways to like reverse it where the combination of the two will help more than one or the other yeah separately.
2: It's, it's getting you relaxed is automatically going to help release muscle tension mm-hmm. so it's it all just ties in together beautifully, and I'm awful at describing it, but it just, it all works together. That's
1: making sense (laughs) to me, yeah. (laughs) So, so I had a question on that, when you, when you mentioned deep tissue, so is that basically, so there are some times where you just have a particular pain that's constantly always there, um, and, and you have to figure out, you know, whether, you know, I don't know, what, what is it that you're looking for when you say deep tissue?
2: Deep tissue is going to be, deep tissue is what it, ta- it's a firm enough pressure that tears the muscle fibers. Oh. And so it relaxes them, but it also tears them. And so it promotes blood flow and right. regrowth of muscle tissue. Oh. A lot of athletes will use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I have fibromyalgia. And so, with doing the deep tissue, it takes a lot out of my body, and that's why I don't do it. Oh, I gotcha,
1: I gotcha.
0: Got yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That means yeah, because so I would imagine it must be yeah, a, you must. a, a yep. way more intensive process. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's it's a very uh, deep and slow mm-hmm. process because if you dive into muscle tissue too fast it actually can bounce back on you and tighten up even worse than it was when you walked in the door.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. Makes, that okay. makes sense. And I would imagine for a lot of people coming in for like the first time or we're dealing with some kind of back pain or something, that's probably not the initial issue that they have. They may have other things that you kind of want to go through first.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I want to be able to assess what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. You may tell me that you're having low back pain, but actually a lot of people's low back pain comes from their glutes being too tight.
0: Interesting.
2: So it, you kind of have to just go in and see where yeah. the tension is and because there's mm-hmm. referral pain and all that kind of stuff, and nerves get pinched in places you wouldn't think they do.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, now, oh, go ahead,
1: go ahead. I was going to say, so, so are there any... You know, because sometimes you, you go and you get a massage and you feel really good and then you go back to work. Because my, my always issue is right around here because of the computer and you're constantly going like this so you get that tension. I yes, guess then you go back to work and do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so basically you go back to work and two days later, boom, you know, you are you still got the same pains, Right. And so are there any excess exercises that you kind of recommend for people to do to, to help alleviate certain pains or, you know, whether they're having issues?
2: Yeah. After every session, I send people home with stretches. Mm. Okay. Because that's going to help elongate your results from yeah. your massage. And, of course, people who end up on desk work and doing computers and stuff, they always end up in that, like, crunched up motion. Right. Mm-hmm. So making sure you move throughout your day is going to be a big thing to help out. But finding a door frame that's about as wide as your like your arm stance mm-hmm. here, putting your elbows at a 90-degree angle and leaning in is gonna open up the pets open up the top of the shoulders and then also coming back from the door frame is going to open up the scapula area the shoulders stuff like that oh. so that's a really good one for you guys remember. if you're sitting yes. in the I can remember that
1: oh, that's, that's, good. that's good that's really good that's, that's, really that's what I need do not forget that
0: do not forget that we need every to remember that every day at 3 that.
1: o'clock boom I'm going to have everybody <laughs> come out we got do to do some door work
2: Come to do stretches this.
0: exactly Heather Benson thanks for watching this morning I'm only just says good morning from Snowy Montana yes I'm sure you know the, 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 the night much older there than it is here it certainly is well they for, got some blizzards out there they got or some blizzards whatever so it was us even more grateful for the fact that it's going to be 80, 80 degrees today, there yeah uh in charlottesville <laughs> so i'm curious um so what's kind of the process someone walks in for the first time or gives you call and says all oh, right made it i have this or that or i want what's kind of the process of the very first time that someone walks in where you try to figure out What's going on? And...
2: So you have to go through their medical history is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So I'm going to ask you, is there any contraindications, any medications, any recent falls, surgeries, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, My space, I'm a sole practitioner, so I'm able to kind of walk them through on how I do things. Hey, all these overhead lights are going to turn off. We're going to start face down mm-hmm. as long as you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step out. You undress to your comfort level. I'll come back in. We'll start with some really light like which is mm-hmm. really light strokes. Right kind of get a feel. It takes up to three sessions for somebody's body to really get used to your touch. Mm. So you, of course, don't want to just dive in. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of talk them through the process if that's what they want me to do. But if I can get you snoring, it means I did my job right.
0: Oh, okay. So,
2: um, <laughs> and then I just, we kind of go from there and I check in for pressure preferences mm-hmm. just to make sure they're okay. And I guess, you know, that's that kind of makes, how we, yeah. that's just well, of it's how we go.
0: Introductions. Yeah. I think some people have ne- never been to Massage. I, I, I've never been to a massage
1: session before. Which tool?
0: So like to you <laughs> so like to know like okay what does that even look like the first time? Like yeah. do they start doing something right away or or do, do you, so you kind of like walk through? I just hence the holistic. Yeah,
2: just walk you approach. through. And like of course I want you to be comfortable. Because the worst thing is for you to come in and be super nervous. And, of course, if you've never had a massage before, a lot of people come in nervous. Yeah. A lot of people just are like, I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in our industry, you have places that aren't the most professional, and yeah. people are afraid of walking into places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just making sure your client is the most comfortable they can be, mm-hmm. and most of the time they get off the table and they love me anyway. So you know, of course, being comfortable is great. So
0: exactly. Do you ever actually get some that will actually fall asleep?
2: Yes, all the time, all the time. I love to hear my <laughs> clients snore. It is the best feeling in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's gotta be like the pain is is going away, and you're very relaxed. Super relaxed you're super so relaxed. It's great. great.
2: So, and Let's then start. I'll wake you up enough to be like, hey, is the pressure okay? Or, hey, mm-hmm. we need to turn over. And then I just let you go back to your nap. And
0: it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be amazing. That must be an amazing feeling.
1: So, you put all that lavender and and lavender, and it's like, ah, oh, you go in there and relax. Yep. and that's even extra good.
2: bonus points if I can get you to drool, so.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Uh, Matt Blevins is watching today. He says, hi. He says, maiden has put him to sleep on the table before. So we have verification. We have verification of this skill for sure. So out of curiosity, how often do people actually combine several different um, Services and say you know what the I need I, I would like these two things together whether it's Rocky and Reiki and Ray Ray uh, Reiki yeah. and <laughs> massage or aromatherapy and something else. Well, how like how often do you have like distinct clients that only want one thing versus saying okay I, it may be best for you to have several things at the same time?
2: It's all just depending on the client. Yeah. I have a couple who combine things. I have a couple who are just hey I just want my massage and I want to go home. Yeah. Um, so it just all depends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most people in my business, though, will just do massage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them will add on like hot stones or cupping with it as well. Um, but yeah, they just, most of the time, it's the nice just massage just, and they come in. Yeah, oh, Cupping, yeah.
1: cupping. Is that where you're going to put the cup on their. Back the or something? Thing. the suction yeah, thing? Yeah,
2: with the suction thing. Oh, really? So there's a couple different versions of it, but I use the ones that has the, the pump so it does the suction. Okay. There's actually, like, when you go to an acupuncturist, they're, most of them still do, like, the fire cupping. Yeah. They put, like, rubbing alcohol in the cup. They swish it around, light the cup on fire, blow it out, and put it on your back. I'm too afraid of lighting my office on fire, so I'll stick with my suction cups.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so, what, so, what is that, so what does that? So that do? Because I, because I, mean, I think it was um, my wife Ma- once. Yeah, oh, plus, Michael married.
0: Phelps. I remember I've seen the swimmer one time. Like oh, really? his whole back was full of like suction cup holes. Yeah. Well, Sun-up not holes, but Sun-up. like you know the rims of where he had been suctioned. Yeah. For- what, what does that do for? Su-
2: um, it breaks up fascia, breaks up muscle tension, and it also can pull impurities through the skin.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It's, and
2: it's not supposed to be painful. So if you mm-hmm. ever find somebody you want to get cupping from, it should not be painful.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, when it's done yeah. when it's done right.
2: Yeah. When it's done right, it shouldn't be painful. You're going to leave, you know, with your bruising on your back. Yeah. It shouldn't you be, they should not be painful.
1: Mm-hmm. So I remember mom, the one time she did the acupuncturist, right? And um, the first time I went with her and, you know, she had a couple of needles, but then they put the cups, right? And all of a sudden, I mean, I had to leave the room, come back, and literally she's like sleeping nice and comforting. And, I get, and then they took all these things off, and I was going, Holy cow. They got all, <laughs> all this stuff on her back. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but she she loved it. It was just like these cups all over the place, it had candles. <laughs> like, okay.
0: Wow. Well, Matt says he highly recommends cupping to his fitness clients. Is it that just athletes use a lot to kind of break up some of that, yep. that tension?
2: It really helps with breaking up that muscle tension. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. What are things, just not, this is really, you don't, have, you don't know the answer, you may not be, maybe i just something that kind of occurred to me. In just in today's age, where I think a lot of us are more sedentary, a lot more office jobs, what are like the most common things that people come in for and need some help with?
2: Um, it's definitely going to be because so many people are doing desk jobs now, they're yeah. working remotely from home you end up in this crunched up. So it's going to be your neck, your shoulders, your upper back. Mm. Yeah. But you also have a lot of people who are doing manual labor who end up with low back pain. Low back, that yeah. is going to be like a huge thing. Mm. And I have seen a couple people who run. So, of course, like everything from their waist down is tight. Like mm. IT bands, mm-hmm. hamstrings, all of that. So those are probably the three biggest things that, that I have see. seen.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you, you feel it. Just I think over not the not course of yeah. days. And... I, I would say you even feel it in the cycle of weekday to weekend. Like I'll just feel like by Friday, extremely tight. By And then Saturday and Sunday, I try not to use the computer at all because like, I've been staring at this computer screen way too long. And then by Sunday night, you're feeling way more loose. And then it just starts and you can literally feel the cycle because of the time that you spend – See, I'm and like I'm like
1: that. You know, my back. I mean, my shoulders feel great by Sunday night, and then by that time, my back is stiff from all the from the, the gardening work. <laughs> so it's like, and then I go to work. It's like, oh, my back's feeling better now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I've
0: heard that. I think I, I've read in some ways that our cores are not very good. Yeah. at core strength, which then puts pressure on like everything. Everything else, else. to do that, uh, and I, I love that you give the exercises. I think that uh, then Elizabeth had mentioned. That's one of the things she she appreciates most is that you kind of give people, here's what you can do to help. Yeah. You know, I mean, to help with the process, you know, even from the times between when you're actually getting a massage.
2: Yeah, because I love seeing my clients. But I know that, you know, massage therapy can become expensive, especially especially because a lot of insurance policies won't pay for it mm-hmm. and they don't reimburse for it. Yeah. So anything I can do to keep you feeling better between your sessions – Absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm here for. On Which
0: that is- vein, we do have a uh, question from the audience. Janice Boyce Trevilian, thanks for watching this morning. She asked, yeah, on that vein, do you accept insurance or is it just a matter of whether the other the insurance company will put it?
2: I'm in the process of working on be able to take insurance. Um, I do take FSA and HSA as of right now, okay. um, but I'm also able to write you a receipt that you can submit to your insurance company. That they may reimburse you the full amount or even gotcha. partial of it. Okay. So I'm working on it. It's just, it's awesome. a process. I
0: would imagine. Yeah. Oh, but that's awesome. So FSA and HSA. 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 So if you've got those accounts. That's, that's actually good. That's, that's very good. That's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great way to use yeah. that HSA. Financially, HSA is also <laughs> very uh, a very good thing to Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Um, and then, again, the process of insurance, but you didn't do the
1: receipts.
2: Yeah, but I can do the receipts. Like that the, like the old
1: days. That's what used to happen in the old days, right? You go to a doctor to give your receipt, and you submit it to it's the insurance, insurance. company. That's yeah. yeah, That's true. It's only so, the modern,
0: uh, Only yeah. what, yeah, what yeah. would you say, in the last 20, 30 years where yeah, exactly. it changed yeah. Yeah, exactly. into yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, Maiden, this has been absolutely fantastic. We've re- I've learned I so much. I had, an- I had another question. Oh, yeah, trophy. No, for no, it, no. For no for it. It. It's, I think it's. it's, it's oh, like, it is. You so have relaxed. time. It was, it you have so time. Just you have until Maiden answers <laughs> this last question. To <laughs> <laughs> No, just uh, Where can people, like, let's say someone's interested, they want to get in touch, either online, phone, or something. Where? What's the best way to, to reach you?
2: So, you can find me on Facebook under Center Yourself Holistics LLC. I have a website, it's center yourself holistic. There's no S, llc.square.site. Okay. Or you can call my phone or text my phone. Texting is actually preferred, not gonna lie. But my cell phone number is 434-305-2992. Oh, that's actually an easy one to remember. Yeah, super easy. 305
1: 2992 with a 434.
2: 434
0: in front. Absolutely. And then from the Facebook page, very easy to get to the website as well. Yeah. I know because I did it. <laughs> Sorry, but if I can do it. You can do it. So center yourself, Holistics, LLC. Um, you see it's been tagged on all the Today and Manana pages, and it's streaming live there. So you should be able to then click straight to, uh, straight to the right place and, and go from there. Did you remember your question? Well,
1: so I remember it wasn't a question. It was a comment. You know, when we were talking about doing the exercise, one of the things that happens, always like, you know, you're told what to do. And you just don't do it for some reason, right? It's like you do it for like a week and then you forget, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it. I mean, I, I go to the um, chiropractor and he tells me the things to do. And it's like once in a while I do it. And, and I realize, like, mm-hmm. I spent yeah. two or three weeks. I don't do any. I'm also and, and it and, and it's so easy. It, it takes, easy. And it takes sad like a minute. It's kind of he mentioned
0: to me once, he said, think about it. If you went to the doctor and the doctor said, take this pill. Like, you know, you have a bacterial disease. Take this antibiotic one day, once per day for the next 10 days, right? You would do it without rest. You would not forget. You wouldn't be like seven days later. Oh, man, I forgot to take my antibiotic for three days, right? He says, and yet we'll give you these exercises. And... We're telling you if you do this every day, your back pain will be a lot less and you won't have to come see me once a week, right? And we just forget. For yeah. oh, no, exactly. But it's so yeah. important to actually do the exercises that Megan and people but like. I'm gonna try diff.
1: to truly remember that. I'm gonna put that on my Outlook at at, at three o'clock, boom, to, to start. Yeah.
2: But my last thing is though, water.
1: Water drink water water
2: is going to be your most important thing after getting a massage. It's oh. good for you anyways, mm-hmm. but please drink water. Please.
1: Uh, And what is that after a massage? What is that? So your body
2: stores toxins in its fat cells. Mm -hmm. And when you receive massage therapy, it flushes those out and puts them into the lymphatic system. Okay. Well, if you don't drink enough water to flush them, your body acts like a sponge and it soaks them back up. And that's what can cause your post-massage soreness.
1: Okay.
0: How interesting.
1: Didn't know that. But drinking water,
2: too, is going to help keep muscle tension down in the first place. It's a preventative thing. That's Um. amazing. So, So water. People water.
0: I'm
1: so glad we had you. I've learned so much today. Is that work like, with wine, too, if I drink a lot of wine? Does no. That, no, no.
2: After your massage, I tell everybody, the no water alcohol. in your wine, your tea, your liquor, whatever you drink, your water in that does not count. Oh. It has to be water, and you can so add you know. additives to it to give it a flavor, but water.
1: Okay. Water. All right.
2: Water,
0: not wine. <laughs> and, and Matt, on that topic, people, Matt, Matt says that's why people hire me. I keep them on track for doing the exercises. So say <laughs> so a lot of people like are like, I need to just pay someone to make me do these exercises. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Megan. Thanks thank so much you, for
1: Thank you, Megan. I appreciate thank it. It was yeah.
2: great. I
0: really enjoyed it's it. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. And so as we well, rotate this,
1: here. So there's two a, exercises that I, that I now have to do, right? Two. Do you two, remember right? them? Yes. But I, They're on the door. The door. So I push against the door, so against the door so right. to help these here, and I mean, then and pull then to back. Back. So back. help these back here, which is the ones and that I need. And
0: right? drink more water. I'm very guilty as charged on the water. I just do not. No, I'm, drink per, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good.
1: I mean, I don't drink a lot of water, but I'm pretty good at drinking water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. It's just not. that I drink it like in gulps, like I'll just Strength, like. Oh, oh, you don't. The whole glass, boom done. Yeah. Otherwise, I forget. You know.
0: Oh, man, that's, yeah. I, that's definitely one of the more informative ones. Yeah, I'm, yeah, tried. I feel like I can take away a lot of things that I can absolutely, actually go yeah. do. And, yeah, uh, it, yeah. and,
1: and, and of course, fantastic. getting a massage probably is not bad, especially if they nah, that's for sure. get a massage. They put on that aroma thing and they, oh, yeah, in the cups some, and you fall asleep for a half an hour. That sounds really, it hour, does Wake does up sound and beautiful. it's like energized. Yeah. Let me tackle the market I wonder,
0: I should have asked, I wonder if they can do like both, like, you know, put lavender and then, you know, like, Fall asleep, or land, and then, right? then and then like the switch to citrus halfway to citrus. through, so I'm like, come <laughs> out, I come out energized. they can do anything.
1: they can do anything in know, today's just, world. Absolutely. it's wonderful. And
0: just really, it's so inspirational. You see, like that, the beauty of entrepreneurship. I mean, here she is working hard, being a single mom, and like getting things yeah. done. Yeah. And and being a and helping some people. Well, that's people. A, that's
1: the beauty of really having your own business, yeah, right? I mean, it really you know, is. I mean, sometimes you know, events in your life or circumstances in your life cause you to create your own business, and maybe it's not a business that is going to like grow tremendously, right? But it's a business that helps you, right, do what you need for your family, yeah. and at the same time make some income. I mean, it's you know, it's great. I mean, it's like I said, small business owners are are. Fantastic the people, lifeblood. Really, yeah. lifeblood the, the lifeblood of this. Sure. The lifeblood of this economy.
0: Yes, indeed. Isn't that the truth? Speaking of this economy, <laughs> that's why it, said, it's always funny, right? To have I, I love when we have the debt to do finance segment like two weeks in a row. It's always amazing to see what happens between finance segment one week to finance segment the, the next. Because nice you know, you and I obviously we we you know we're worried about we see certain things in the economy yes. that don't exactly please. That's right. You know, and but then you'll get like a four point nine percent GDP number, and I go, "Well, that's not, so, that's not so bad." But then, of course, but it's funny. On the same day, we get four point nine percent GDP number. You then, you and I are then diving into other things and saying, "Oh man, well, that's not good, or that underlying thing isn't it?" So it's just funny to how how the I think people we would let's face it, we would all love if there was like one economic number that. If this number was good, you knew the economy was good. And if this number was bad, you knew the economy was bad. But it just never – that's not how it works. There's so many signs. There are leading indicators, meaning you see X happens, and then typically six months later, you get recession. There are lagging indicators where X happens means you had a recession six months ago. You started – recession is one of those classic things, right? right? You only find out after it happens. Like, right. Oh, man, we were in one, right? And so – it would be beautiful if we had just one thing, but it's not how it works. And none of these things ever lines up perfectly. You will have leading indicators saying, oh, man, it's coming. It's bad. And you'll have leading indicators saying, no, everything is going to be rosy. It's going to be great, right? And they all happen at the same time. You're like, well, wow, nine times out of ten, this is a bad sign. But what if this is the one out of ten times that it's not, right? So just, there's so many different data points, and it's, and that's why – you, I think that's why we now always tell people not to time because you can't just look at a couple data points and say, "Yup, this is it. It's it's going uphill. Let me sell everything and uh, be in cash for six months, and then I'll go back in at the perfect time." It just never works that way.
1: No, absolutely, and and you know we've always said that it, it, You know, what happens in the economy doesn't always translate to what's going to happen in the markets, right? Mm-hmm so it's important to keep an eye on what's going on in the economy what's you know what are the re- repercussions of the things that are happening mm-hmm. right but i think it's more important to focus on what is going on in the markets right and i think if if you really dig deep into certain sectors of the market they tell you more about what's happening in the economy than economic numbers sometimes right mm-hmm. and so i think that's what I, I think that's what we do most is like look at what is happening within all different types of mm-hmm. markets to give us an idea it's like this is you know this is beginning to look like you know X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And therefore do we want to be in this sector or do we want to buy this sector, exactly. et cetera, right? Um, and I think, you know, this you know, this has been a very and, and I, I know I touched upon it a little bit last week, but this is the last two years have been a very interesting year, especially in the fixed income markets, right? Because they've really Um, they've provided more information as to what's going on and opportunities than the stock market. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, I mean, the stock markets themselves also, I mean, you look at, I mean, small cap values, small cap stocks this year have, been hammered, right? You look at all the clean energy stocks, which you would have expected to have done well, and they've been hammered. I mean, even just yesterday, two or three companies mm-hmm. knew, said they need to look at their financials again. And, exactly. and so all that is hurting that whole sector, I mean, right? About
0: how many people in January of 2021 would have said, we're about to enter one of the worst two-year periods for clean energy. Exactly. I mean, just complete collapse yeah. in, in yeah. clean energy ETFs.
1: N- nobody. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody, right? And so, so you know, the equity markets themselves have had, you know, sectors have done very, very well, sectors that haven't done well, sectors that have done awful, right? So those sectors also, you need to review them, right, mm-hmm. constantly to look at and say, is that an area that is now a person uh, – a sector that is looking good, or is that a sector that you look at the finance and say, "This is still troublesome," yeah. right? Um, but just going back to the fixed income markets, I'm just going to give you an idea, right? So, in other words, if it's in bonds,
0: bonds, like fixed income You're is bonds. Bonds, fixed income is bonds, right? The first time.
1: And and as we've mentioned a million times, when interest rates begin to go up, bond prices come down, right? Mm-hmm. And so the beauty about bonds, of course, is that if, if you buy, for example, let's say you buy a five year bond and it's yielding 2%, you've got a 2% coupon. You're going to get that 2% every single year, no matter what happens to that bond price. In other words, that bond price may go down to like 95 as opposed to, because all bonds, let's say, they sell at 100. You buy at 100, and when it matures, in other words, at the end of five years, you get back your $100, right? Mm-hmm. In between it could go down to 95 could go down to 92 it could go up to 103 whatever it is at the end of five years you get get your money back right so somewhere in between it'll always come back something happens to the bond right which may look like you're losing money but if you hold on to it you get your money back right so that happens across the board in all the sectors in, in different bonds but here's an interesting statistic for this year right so we're entering the year Interest rates have, you know, risk, they, they rose last year very, very rapidly. And as we mentioned from a, from a perspective, the whole bond market was down 14%. That means mm-hmm. every single bond. And, and I'm talking about investment-grade bonds, which these yeah, are bonds.
0: These are not what they call high-yield
1: bonds, which are not risky yeah, bonds. These are, or small big companies. Companies, these are big companies. The United that's States right. Treasury. Exactly, exactly, right. So that was down 14% because, again, rates rose so quickly, right? And we came from a level of, you know, 1% rate so there's no cushion and you've got 1% coupon and rates start going up to two three four or five percent that one percent you know cushion is gone very quickly right? so you had that kind of market so you're coming into this 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 particular time frame this year and you say to yourself well if rates have risen that dramatic eventually the small companies are the ones that are going to be challenged the most because if, you, if you're a small company, and let's say you got a, a, um, a loan, you took out a bond, right? You issued a bond. And at that time, you issued at 7% because you're a small company. You can't issue at 3% like, like a Costco or, or, or mm-hmm. P&G or whatever those company, yep. big companies are, right? So you issue at 7%, right? Now, all of a sudden, if you need to refinance that particular loan, you're at 10 11 12%. Yep. That's a big. And remember, impact. a lot
0: of companies do that. In other words, when companies borrow money, let's say a company needs to borrow ten million dollars, just as an example. Oftentimes, it's not as though so they'll issue a ten million dollars worth of bonds, right? And let's even if it's let you know three-year bonds or five-year bonds, it doesn't mean that at the end of five years their project is done and they don't need the ten million dollars anymore. What often happens is they refinance, meaning they say, "All right, I you, I create a new bond for ten million that I use to pay off the old bond, and I keep it going because my project is still ongoing, or I need to do a new project now." Absolutely. So it's not as though a company issues bonds, and then the bond ends, they have all this money now in their pocket, they pay the bond back, and they're like, okay, now I'm done, I'm in a great way. They kind of need to consistently well, yes. renew these bonds. A, so it's not that, an option for a lot of small companies to be like, oh, that's okay, I'll just pay it back and not borrow that's a, anymore. That's
1: a great point. That is, a, that is yeah. a very good point, and the fact that the majority, if not – I'm not going to say all because never 100, percent but the majority, <laughs> yes, the majority of companies just refinance; mm-hmm. they never pay off their debt, right? Yeah. Um, and well, they think pay about
0: off it. one batch with with new, but it's right, always exactly. doing something. Yeah, more. but I mean,
1: they just reissue the yeah. the particular bonds. And think about it; I mean, the majority of companies also borrow money in the short term market, which is com- commercial paper, mm-hmm. and that is on a continuous basis. Yeah. So think. So of course, what they're looking for is if there's an opportunity to go long. I know, I want to borrow long. I want to borrow more so I don't have to come every single day and borrow. Yep. That's what they're trying to do. Exactly. Right? So sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So however, so coming into this, this particular year, right? one of the things that, that you know, would have been concerning or, or that you say to yourself, you yourself, know, what's, what's the challenge for this year would be that you know, high-yield bonds are going to be challenged a little bit mm-hmm. more than investment-grade bonds, treasuries, et cetera. Well, as of yesterday, to give you an example, the treasury market as a whole, meaning all treasuries, right, was down. I think about two percent. Corporate bonds, investment grade corporate bonds of Basically good companies, big companies, big companies, down three percent. High yield bonds are the ones that are the riskiest, up four percent. So, in other words, you come into this looking at what is going on and saying this can happen, right? Mm-hmm. So you sit there as a as a portfolio manager and you say, you know, here is a situation where that. In other words, you can't conti- The nice thing about bonds it's math. So that can't continue forever. You have now had a fantastic year in high yield bonds. You had a fantastic Mm -hmm. year in floating rate bonds. And you need to start saying to yourself, what do I do with that? Because Mm -hmm. next year, there's a probability that you're not going to see that. If you already have these other sectors that have had negative returns, there's a good chance that next year, your particular sector may begin Mm -hmm. to suffer. And think about it. Yes, the economy, this particular quarter looked very good, right? But you still have some challenges, right? Oh, absolutely. And,
0: and let's face it, the third quarter ended September 30th. Right. October 1st, <laughs> every single student loan holder in the country exactly. began to have exactly. to
1: pay. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's an excellent it point. It ended
0: right before every single student loan holder. Yeah. So
1: one of, one of the areas that did very well in the, in the third quarter was really services, right? But So people buy more insurance, they're buying other services, et cetera. But the th- some of the things they were buying, right, in, including prescription drugs, those went up a lot. So, yes, from a pr- perspective of the econ- economy, it went well, but you're buying things at higher prices, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually that can be challenging, right? The thing that concerns me the most is that, you're entering a period where you have tensions in the Middle East. You still have a war going on in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. You have it's hard
0: to believe gas prices will decline at this point. There's not yeah. much of
1: the strategic I mean, reserve
0: left to dump. I mean, we're down to 17 days. So. Well,
1: it's not just us. Globally, yeah. we are – I looked this up the other day, and globally – let me see if I have this because, obviously, I don't remember all the statistics on the top of my head. But from respect of, of oil prices, the global oil inventories – both commercial and and those held in strategic reserves have collapsed to a multi-year low. So it's not just us, yeah. globally, right? Yeah, globally. So, so now you have tensions well, in, in the words, Middle like, East. Yeah,
0: our inventories, normally, even if our inventory was low, you'd have strategic reserve, but we've been dumping that for the last yeah. two years.
1: But, I mean, so are other countries. Yeah. Their are strategic it, reserves. Yeah. And, and why? Because every single country did the same thing that we did. In other words, inflation was getting out of hand. Oil we prices were going through the roof. So we don't want to look we, bad. Yeah, we don't look dump, bad. Want. I want to dump my oil, right? And now we're in a situation where you have these challenges in the Middle East where, you know, the Saudis, Iran, etc. Anybody's making oil is going to pump less oil. They already said that, right? So that means oil prices are going to go up. Yeah. I mean, are they going to go up right away? Are they Are going to go up in two months? We don't know. No, wait, but no, but if, if you reduce supply and demand stays where it is, it's prices are going up. If demand yeah. goes down, maybe nothing happens. Exactly. But if demand goes down, what is that telling us? That tells us the economy slowing down. Exactly. Right? So, so you're, you're, the future for that particular you know, kind of area of the economy and inflation isn't necessarily looking as good as the numbers we're seeing mm-hmm. today. So you sit there and you're the Fed, and you're saying economy, wow, the economy is booming, and tomorrow we get the PCE number, right, which is the one they look at. But from from the GDP number, it looked like inflation was at 2.9 percent if you include oil, uh, you know, uh, energy and food, Mm -hmm. which to me, which to me, you have to include it because that's what we use, right? And they may be saying that's close to our two percent target, right? Mm -hmm. But my feeling is you may, see, you may begin to see inflation creep in here over the next quarter or so, and if that happens, does the Fed increase rates again? Right. And, and the third thing I want to say was you look at the Treasury debt, there's a good chance that our debt going into 2025 will be $2 trillion. We're going to borrow more, and if we borrow more, right, what does that happen to the bond market? The minute that the U.S. government borrows more money, everybody borrows from the U.S. government, and it's the corporations that get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that there's not enough money for them to then you go mean, out to yeah, the market. mean every – So you, you crowded so, them yeah, out.
0: Yeah, crowded. So now that people borrow from the U.S. government. When the U.S. government borrows – I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, people they, buy they bonds. Buy bonds, yeah. From I'm sorry, the yeah. U.S.
1: government, so, yeah. And, and so what happens is they don't then buy from – especially if interest rates are higher. So I can, I can get a 5%, 6% U.S. Treasury bond do I really need a uh, 8% corporate bond? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe well, it's, that's it's all a, I need.
0: interest risk. In other words, you buy that 5 6% U.S. Treasury bond saying, well, I don't believe that the U.S. government will ever default. Exactly. So therefore, I know that this bond is, for all intents and purposes, a lot of people would say 100% safe. Right. Is it 100%? Not, I mean, not really, right? The U.S. could default. But like, for all intents and purposes, people would look at that and be like, I don't think the U.S. government's going to default. They look at Apple or Microsoft and say, well, I don't think they're going to default, but the odds of them defaulting are much higher than the U.S. government. Exactly. So by definition, right? If you, if you had to pick between one of the two, you'd say, give me the government bond over the corporate bond. And so the corporate bond might have a little higher interest rate, but is it enough to offset
1: That's right. the and increased
0: and safety of the government bond?
1: Exactly. And so what happens is if you are now if, – if the U.S. government's issuance of bonds is so much greater – it begins to crowd out the the public sector, which means that the corporations then have, have to, to have more, higher
0: interest. Higher borrowing
1: costs. Higher interest means more costs, means less revenue, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. down the line. So, So, again, looking forward, this number is great, right? 4.9% GDP, fantastic, looking good. But you can't, you know, again, you can't sit on your laurels and say everything is great. No. You've got to look forward and say well, I mean, what can chunk, happen like you said, A huge happening. chunk is consumer
0: spending. Yes. It was about 4% consumer spending. Exactly. And it makes up about 70% of this number. Right? So you sit there and you're like, well, we, okay, there's been a couple studies that suggested maybe people's savings grew in COVID larger than previously anticipated. In other words, when we were all sitting home doing nothing, is it possible that a lot of white-collar workers grew their savings more than we had previously anticipated, so they have a little more time before they run out, right? Second hand, you're sitting there, credit card debt is now at the highest recorded level in history. I was just history. going to say so, that. And remember, consumer spending, when it goes into the GDP number, that doesn't care where the spending comes from. So the guy who takes money out of his savings account and spends it, the guy who takes his paycheck and spends it, and the guy who borrows $3,000 on his credit card and spends it, all three of those count as consumer spending just the same. The super spending doesn't care where you got the money to spend. Right. Right? But we all know if you're doing it off credit card debt, at some point you're not going to do it anymore. Like, you will not be – you can't just keep spending and not paying down the credit card forever. Especially at 22%, (laughs) 23% interest (laughs) rates. Right. So at some point that cannot hold. You can keep doing it for a long time, but at some point the bottom falls off of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the other area that really – Helps economies a lot of time is is the housing market, right? And as you know, and I, I know they've had you know here we, we've from real talk, etc. I know there's been discussions about that, so I don't want to belabor that. But if you think about it, if you have interest rates that are are our. Mortgage rates are close to eight percent, if not hitting eight percent, that's a big challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, inventory is not there, right. um, and you know you look at mortgage spreads, and this is a kind of interesting point from an investment point of view. The way the market, the mortgage market goes, so well. in other words, you can buy mortgage bonds, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, they take all the mortgages from little people, they pull them all together, and they sell it in the marketplace. And you know, there's a spread, meaning that if if the treasury year is is let's treasury is yielding five percent, right? and mortgage rates are at 8%, right? Somewhere in there, that's the cost of putting all this thing together, right? Somewhere in there is where you can buy, you know, mortgage bonds, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's 1% over the Treasury, so it could be at 6%. Sometimes it's one5 Well, we're about one5 right now. Well, believe it or not, other than, you know, there's been some spikes. Like in, in 2012, there was a spike, believe it or not, 20, I'm really not, in twenty eight, 2008, 2009, there was a spike, obviously, for, for, for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020, there's a spike because the economy shut down. And I mean that the rate just finds spikes yeah. and it comes back. But as far as it being that spread for a longer period of time, which we've had now for about six months, I mean, you've got to go back more than 20 years, wow. right? I mean, so, so spreads are very wide because, and, and, and in reality, you wonder, why is that? Either the market thinks that some of these homeowners will not be able to afford it, and somehow or another let go, yeah. right? Um, but from a mortgage perspective, from a buyer, right, you're saying to yourself, there's a very small probability that if I buy a mortgage, you know, a mor- well, if I buy an old mortgage, there's a high probability nobody's prepaying that mortgage. so Who's moving, yeah. right? But if I buy a mortgage today, which are the ones that are coming out, eight percent it's a high probability, a high probability that this person at the first ch- chance he gets, if he can if he can get a lower mortgage, he's out, or two, if he can't afford, afford it, it's going belly up. So yeah. the spreads widen because now the risk the is, risk there, is greater. Right? You know. So so all that the market's telling us right, right mm-hmm. then and there is that the probability of default risk in the mortgage market in the future. It's greater than it's ever been. That has been in, in over the twenty years. Past, yeah. So that's. I mean, yeah. that's just saying a lot. Well, so these are the little things that we look for. Say, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And that's why.
0: Yeah. Well, and you have to remember one of the one of the reasons, home prices increasing. You know, you just heard out there, home values may be increasing, and usually that helps people feel wealthier. Right. But the problem is, if you're sitting on a home. We've talked about 80% of people in this 80% of homeowners in this country have a 4% or less mortgage. So if you're sitting on a home that's gone up in value, but you sit there and say, I can't sell this house and move somewhere else because I can't afford an 8% mortgage rate, right. and since my current one is two and three quarters, do you really feel wealthy? Or, like, in other words, you typically feel wealthier when your home grows up in value because it's like, man, I can sell this house and made a lot of money. But now you're sitting there saying, well, I can sell this house and have no place to live. <laughs> Right, so it doesn't help me yeah. that my house is worth The more. value
1: of your home is not cash flow Yeah, unless you can sell it. And if no you can't sell it, sell it and right you can't, you know, if you can't flip that because rates are higher in, in, in whatever you buy, your cash flow is not there. It's not there. You know? So you, you, know?
0: don't, you don't feel as well. I think that counteracts what would normally be that wealth effect saying, oh, I feel wealthier. I'm going to go out and spend more.
1: Exactly. So I mean, even, point, think about it. Even baby boomers, right? they have a big home. Everybody's left their, their nest. And now it's saying, I need to downsize. Mm -hmm. Even for them, they're saying, wait a minute. I don't have a mortgage in this house anymore. And now i got to buy a house. I can pay cash, right? That's the only way they could do it, right? But if there's a mortgage on it or there's any form, you're sitting there going, do I need to, you know, do I really want to borrow, right? So, I mean, the the challenges in the housing market are enormous, you know? Mm -hmm. They really are enormous. And we've we've never been through this before because we never had a situation – where rates came all the way down to you know two three percent, and and then went back up. Yeah, we always had rates. You know, we well, had even rates past, go from, last
0: time they went up a lot. They went from five or six to like fifteen exactly in the eighties. The yeah. yeah, they, they didn't did. start at almost zero.
1: No, no, they didn't. You That's didn't have two right. yeah.
0: two and a half percent, two three quarters yeah. percent mortgages.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: So it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting times. No, it
1: will. It will be. It will definitely be interesting times. So I, I guess my feeling is, you know that. What I find, you know, great about what we do, right, is obviously, you know, I always talk about it. You know, you've you, you got to find the right plan, the mm-hmm. right portfolio for your clients, right, and make sure it's like this is, this is the strategy, this is the risk level that makes sense for them, right? Mm-hmm. But on the, on the margin, you know, there's always a piece that you can say, can we make this portfolio better? In other words, mm-hmm. w- this is what we had back then. So a year ago we had this, and this is what we were able to work with. Right, we now have this. The markets have changed. Can we take that portfolio right and create a similar cash flow with less risk and that's what we 're always looking yeah. for right And the answer is yes, I mean we definitely can right. so there's opportunities right and And so the question is, all right let's do that let's go ahead, keep the same cash flow, reduce risk, and maybe a year from now you say. The risk is so low, but boy, I can I can really increase the cash flow yeah. right by putting the risk back to where it was two years ago mm-hmm. and everybody's happy, right? So that's just the that fun part. Yeah. That's the fun part of At what we, we of do is to yeah. looking for those opportunities where you say, Wow, this is like this is the opportune time to do mm-hmm. this, right?
0: Exactly.
1: You know, you know? And, and and again, it's just been the last four years, the market's both on the equity side and the fixed income side, it's just been incredible to be able to really do things like that. Yeah, it's, you know?
0: as hard as it looks from the outside in terms of the bond market declining, your piece of safety declining so much in the last two years, the opportunities that that has resulted in yeah. from a cash flow perspective, getting interest, income, dividends has really improved.
1: Absolutely. Big time, big time. Yeah. Oh,
0: there's always this overlining. So you know, you Always, just have to, you Always. just have to be nimble. You just got to look for it too. Got
1: to look for it. <laughs> got to look for it. Got to look for it. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, this has been fantastic. Enjoyed very much the conversation. Yeah, this has great been, uh, having Megan on.
1: Absolutely. It's been a good day, you know.
0: Great show. Uh next week a lot of fun as well. We're gonna have on uh Ben Bettler from Creambrook Farm. Okay. As well as Michael Slan from the ah, Orator yes. Society of Virginia coming coming back on joining us once again. So we look uh we look forward to that. It's gonna be Absolutely. always always a great pleasure to have him on the show. It really is. It really is. I so, enjoyed uh, chatting some with some him. Yes. Upcoming, there's a Christmas uh at the Paramount concert, I think it's that Christmas concert. I think it's at the Paramount. Yeah, usually it is. Usually. Before I, I just before don't I know incorrectly.
1: I don't know when it is. Uh,
0: before I incorrectly give information, one week before he comes on, uh, it is Christmas at the Paramount. It okay. is Christmas at the Paramount. And when is that? Or to our Society of Virginia. That is going to be 12-16, uh, So December sixteenth, two thirty and seven thirty. Okay, it's going to be a that's a lot of fun there. I mean, uh, that's always I, a blast. I, I enjoyed so, it so I'm, much. I'm sure he'll talk a little bit yeah. about that when he comes on yeah. uh, next week, and then of course their uh, their season next year has some uh, some excitement. So it's going to be Wonderful. a Last, um, thanks for being on with me. Oh, thank it's you. It's always a pleasure. Always, always fun. Thanks to behind the camera, always making us look good. Uh, thank you to Emerging Financial Services, our presenter, to our great partners, Castle Hill Cider, Craddock Series Insurance, Matias Young Realty, Forward Adelante. Thank you all for watching. Thanks everyone for joining us this morning. Monica, all the way from Montana. Wow. Uh, El- of course, Elizabeth- it's
1: so snowy there. It's, it's like, hey, what else am I going to do? I'll watch for I, watched, I watched watch Forward I watch today, today, today
0: you know. Uh, Elizabeth Irby for sending us this uh, hit in the first place. Dr. Irby for watching. Uh, um, Johnny programa. thank you Janice, Matt Blevins all our great uh, guests thanks so much for tuning in this morning be sure to send us uh, any other great entrepreneurs in yes. the community that you would like for us to feature on the show you know it's our pleasure to do so we look forward to seeing you all next week but until that time as we like to close it out on the show hasta mañana